Hello, TOP friends, family, and new listeners. We have a special announcement today. TOP is hosting a fun fair for kids aged 3 to 14 and their families Saturday, September 14th from 1 to 3 p.m. We'll have food, games, raffles, and more. Admission is $5 per child and includes three game tickets and a hot dog. Additional tickets will be available for purchase as well. We hope you'll come join us. The fun fair is on September 24th from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Tower of Pentecost, located at 930 Aaron Drive in Richland, Washington. Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to towerpentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Good to be here tonight. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I'm going to move this over here to the side. Can you hear me? Because I can't hear me. <laughs> Am I on? Need to go up, brother? There we go. All right. Woo. It's dark outside. Woo. You know, I really love this time of year. I, I mean, I love every season. As much as I love those 10 o'clock barbecues in the summertime, those are great, right? Barbecuing at 10 o'clock at night. Anybody do any 10 o'clock barbecuing in the summer? I love that. But I tell you what, I'm going to miss, because they're no longer doing daylight savings, right? I am going to miss. The... Oh, I thought we were done with it. Oh, well, let me know. <laughs> because I hope we push those clocks back, because I tell you what, I love it in the wintertime when it's dark at 4.30 around here, because when it's dark at 10, 10.30, I feel like if I get off home from work at 7 or whatever, I feel like I got to be outside working until it gets dark. But if it's dark at 4.30 and I get home, it's like, hey, I can't go outside and work. It's already dark. <laughs> and that's the only time I get any rest is in the wintertime. And so I'm going to miss that. I hope they push those clocks. That's my favorite day of the year. You get one extra hour of sleep. I love that day. And uh, so, Sister Kathleen, I'm sure you'll let us all know. Because I will have no idea. That lady is a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> no, I know that ain't true. <laughs> All right. Amen. Let's see here. I want to go. Let me step back and find what I'm wanting to do right there. And I'm going to go right there. Hey, look at that technology. It works. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. Psalms 90 is a, uh, it's a, it's a prayer of Moses. And I can't remember how many verses are in it, 16, 17 verses. But, and there's, there's some verses in there that we know, but I want to focus on this one right here. 
So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Now, I know that there's kind of been some talk about this lately. Um, there's been some messages and some teaching and might have been even a little preaching on this. But this is what the Lord gave me. And so, and uh, I am going to run with it, right? Not doubting and believing God. Hallelujah. And so as the Lord gave me this and it came together, amen, my soul was blessed. So we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this day, today, Lord. You reign over this day, Lord God, and we are your children. We're so very thankful, Lord. I pray, God, that you would just quicken me here tonight, that you would speak, Lord Jesus, and I pray that the congregation, that they would receive it in faith, that they would be encouraged, Lord God, amen, that they would be edified. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Teach us to number our days. Number our days. Why? That we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Do you think it's important to kind of know where you are? You ever been in a class and you didn't have access to a clock? And you're wondering, how much time is left in here? I guess now you can look at a phone, but when, you know, when I was going to school, maybe every now and then a kid had a watch, but there was one clock in there. If the teacher covered it up, you had no idea. It could be gone by really fast if it was a great teacher or if it was a teacher maybe having a bad day. That just went by, dragged by, right? And so we need to know where are we on this timeline of life. We got a brand new one in here just right at the very beginning. I'll never forget... Uh, I don't, know if, I don't know if Garrett was born or not, but Felisa and Italian and I, we went up to the Blue Mountains and camping, and it was her first day walking in the river. She was a little girl, probably like five or something, and uh, maybe four, I don't know. She was a young little girl, and she was walking in that Toucan Creek, right? And it was just really thrilling and and I had spent a lot of time there as a kid. I, I realized later on we spent a lot of time there because when we got in between houses and homes, we would go camp for a few months. And so I didn't realize that. I just thought we were camping and having a good time. But uh, it was kind of like, hey, uh, we had a few months and by in between jobs, and we would go up there and, and uh, camp on the Toucan. Two Is that what's called, Toucan? Yeah. And had, now I went up there, you can't even camp where we used to camp, right along the river, and there was no outhouses where we, you know, you just, anyway, won't go into all of that, but uh, <laughs> too late, I just did. Anyway, but I remember there was an older gentleman, and he fell. We didn't know who he was, but I stopped in at this place, another, another site, and him and his daughter were there, and he was coming out. And it was his last time to stand and walk in that creek, in that river. 
because he no longer had the strength to stand there. And I remember thinking, I wasn't a Christian or anything like that, but it hit me. This is how life is. On the very same day, I watched how one individual entered into the river, kind of like the river of life, for the very first time. And on that same day, how another individual had to step out. And that's how life is. I recently had a individual that called me up and his mom died last year and his dad just passed away. Great guy. His father was a great man. Had lots of time with him and I learned a lot from talking with him and he's passed away at the age of 80 and here I am talking to him on Monday. His father just passed away. But Wednesday, he has to leave to go to Vancouver because his youngest son is getting married. And, and that's how life is. Somewhere it starts, somewhere it ends. And so I hope all of you make it to the far right. But some of us may not. It could be next year, and Brother Jeff may not be here. I hope, Lord willing, I am, but you just never know, right? And so we need to know, what time is it? What time of the day is it? It's important to know. What time of day is it? How about what day of the week is it, right? That's important, what day of the week. Do your emotions track with the days of the week, or are they the same? Do you get a little more excited when it's Friday night? Right? Mason said to me the other day, he goes, why are high school football games so fun? <laughs> and, and they can be, right? Friday nights. You've been working Friday night, Monday blues. I remember when I worked at Napa, we would get some bad parts and somebody would say, well, that was either made on a Friday or a Monday, <laughs> right? What day of week is it? How about the month? What month of the year are we at? What are we in? We're in September, right? We're getting ready to go into October. When I was a kid, I loved this time of the year because it was football season, right? That was, the, that was the center of my life, football season. I had my whole conferences all picked out. This was before fantasy football, you know, all picked out. And they had football news, and I remember buying the, uh, the magazines, and I thought, man, look at this. The Seahawks are really going to tear it up this year because they're always on the cover. And then it hit me. The reason why they're on the cover is because they, they changed the cover to match the regional location of where you're at. <laughs> they just were hooking me in. Anyway, where are we on the calendar? What year is it? Right? Where are we? Is it a leap year? What kind of year is it? Is it a good year? Is it a bad year? Where are we? Where are we on God's calendar? Right? We heard a great teaching a few weeks ago on the feasts of Israel and how that ties in 
to not only, it's not only God's calendar, but the church's calendar. There's a lot to that. Amen. How about God's master timeline? Where are we on that? Is there a 7,000-year plan for this earth? If there is, where are we on this? He said, it says in there, number your days, consider your days. What about if we, not just in our own way, but when we think about others, right? Am I considering where you are in your timeline when I'm dealing with you? Am I considering where you are in life, right? Maybe you had a terrible day at work. I, I don't know. Maybe you're in, the, in a time of grief and sorrow in your timeline, and I don't even know it. Right? Where are you in your timeline? I don't know. But thank God for grace and mercy. Wherever I am, there's grace and mercy I can find in the Lord Jesus Christ. The challenge I have is giving it out. I'm really good at receiving it. Oh, God, I need your mercy. Oh, God, have some grace on me. Did you see what that guy just said to me? He's lucky I'm a Christian. Lucky the old Jeff wasn't around. I won't say his name. Okay, I will. Poor brother Ben, Ben Roberts. This is the greatest story. He was coming home from church. I'm only telling the story because he told it to a full room of people, and I was in there. So anyway, he was coming. Got done church. Some guy cut him off. He got so he said, I got right up on that bumper of that car, and I followed them to their house. Woo! But as he got closer and closer to their house, guess what? It was his neighbor. He said, Brother Jeff, I felt like this big. God had to slap me in my face. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm good at receiving God's grace and mercy, right? But what about when somebody's in a conflict? <laughs> that old Irish temper comes out. Especially in a large group. You're bound to have conflicts in a large group. Amen. I got a question for you. This is a big one. Okay? <clears throat> Who's right? Who's right? Who's right? Brother Mark. Oh, man. Anybody got a candy or something? Give it to Brother Mark. Yes, Pastor. 
Well, that one doesn't have a line. <laughs> Who's right? Okay. You see, when, when you number your days, when you number your days, you get something called perspective or a new perspective. There's a saying, to work on your business, you have to get out of your business, right? You can't really work on your business when you're working. You're just overloaded. You have to get away from it, and you have to be able to look at it and then work on it, okay? And when you sit back and, and think about and number your days, where am I in life? Where, I, where am I in God's clock, timeline? Where's the church? Where are we? It gives you clarity, understanding, and eventually leads to wisdom. What wisdom is being able to apply knowledge. You pick up knowledge and understanding through life, wisdom is being able to apply it. I got a lot of knowledge, but sometimes I don't apply it the right way, right? The older you get, the easier it is, hopefully, to, to do that. But you get a new perspective. Amen. I love this one. Two different contexts, two different views. The first guy on the left, he's stranded on a desert island. And what's he see? He's down to his last coconut. He's ready to die. And he sees a boat. There's a boat coming to save me. The guy on the right's been stranded in this boat floating around. He's, he's ready to die. He hasn't had any fresh water. He sees land. I'm going to be saved. Isn't this how life is? Right? Perspective. You know, today with all the headlines, should I even, should I even go out of my house? <laughs> I mean, it's so crime-ridden out there, Right? I mean, I could get beat up. I could get, somebody could attack me with a hatchet at, at uh, McDonald's. That's all you see. Hey, with inflation soaring. If you didn't, if you didn't buy a house, you're never going to get one. That's what they're trying to tell you. You're never going to be able to afford to buy a car now. Oh, and you're never going to be able to retire because the stock market is crashing. Right? Inflation soaring, stock market. How many of you just stopped looking at your 401k? Right? And then on top of it, war? Inflation, the economy, war. You see, we need more than a new perspective. We need to view life from God's perspective. You know, if all we see is just from the perspective of a man and a woman, it's too much. You and I, we can't deal with it. Okay? That's why the world is going crazy. But we're not going to deal with it or, or have this perspective of man. 
We're going to have a godly perspective. That's where the church has. We have a godly perspective. It might be going crazy out there. Amen. And we might think, this is normalcy? But I know this, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. We know how it all ends. The church is victorious. This life is but a vapor, here today, gone tomorrow. It's all vanity. Amen. What shall a man give in exchange of his soul? Right? You and I, we've been called. We've said yes. Not everybody that has been called is going to be saved. But you and I, we have answered the call through repentance and according to His purpose. What's His purpose? His purpose was that mankind would not be lost but would be saved. And so He paid a price at Calvary. And you and I have fulfilled His purpose as becoming His children. Amen. So my perspective, our perspective, the church, is this is temporary. We have a date with eternity. Man, I tell you what, it's pretty exciting when you think of it like that. Somebody once said, for some people, this is all the heaven they're going to know. For other people, it's all the hell that they're going to know. Ezekiel 36 and 24. For I will take you from among the heathen woo, and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. I'm talking about a God perspective. Putin lobs some, if whatever he does, listen, my hope is not in the defense of the United States Army. It's in the Word of God. Amen. Praise God. I just read a report that apparently our army is not very tough anymore. <laughs> and so anyway, I guess we're good at tech stuff, but if it's hand-to-hand -hand combat, <laughs> oh boy, we're in for trouble. <clears throat> All right. When David, after the, after the death of Saul, Right, Mount Gilboa, him and Jonathan. Saul had a son that was still alive. And Abner, in the northern kingdom, was declaring him king. But David, in Hebron, in the southern kingdom, his men were going to declare him king. And in 1 Chronicles chapter 12, it lists these men, and then the number of each tribe that were on David's side. And listen to what it says here in verse 32. And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times. 
to know what Israel ought to do. It doesn't say that about any of the other men or any of the other tribes. But God put that in there. He wanted you and I to see that in a time of uncertainty, David was anointed to be king, but he wasn't the visible king of Israel. And there was debate and war. But these individuals knew the time and had understanding to know what Israel ought to do. Amen. And so you and I, we're the same way. We know that Jesus Christ is the king, soon be sitting upon the throne of Israel. It's not visible to the world. And there's a battle raging. But we're like these men of the tribe of Iskar. Amen. We understand the times that we are in. And soon the rightful king, amen, will be on his throne and reigning over this world for a thousand years of peace. Woo! Praise the Lord. Somebody said, hey, Brother Woods, you want to go to Israel with... Brother Clements had asked me. He said, you and your wife want to go to Israel with us? We're going we're gonna to go. We've got a, he's got a few preachers, friends that he wants to go with. I said, brother, I'm going to go see that in the, after the rapture in the millennium. <laughs> right now, I'll just look at it on the internet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why not? Amen. Praise God. I'm too valuable here for my family and the people that I associate with. Amen. I don't want to leave. All right. How does that translate to you and I today? See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise. No, because we've numbered our days, we're allowing wisdom to come into us. But understanding what the will of the Lord is. The will of the Lord is not that any should perish, but all come to repentance. This is what you and I are called to be a witness. Our lives are an open book for all men to read. You may not preach a message when you're on the job or in your classroom, but there's a message that's being preached by how you hold yourself, how you speak, the jokes you laugh at and the jokes you don't laugh at, right? The websites you visit on your computer and the websites you don't visit on your computer. There's a message that's being preached. Amen. You know, Jesus, he wept over Jerusalem. I'm going to go to the bottom of this in Luke 19 and 44. He was talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. His city, God's city. And why was it going to happen? Because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. God's people missed it. How? 
We're not going to miss it. Amen. And he rebuked the Pharisees. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today. He says, you're able to say this, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? There's so much emphasis on this climate change, and we got to save the planet. You know, I don't know if they want to know this, but there's always going to be a spring. There's always going to be a summer. There will always be a fall, and there will always be a winter. Amen. If the Word of God says it. Let every man be a liar, and the Word of God be true. Right? But he rebuked them because they should have known. But they didn't know the timeline, God's timeline. And unfortunately, it's sad, but the world is going to miss it when the Lord comes back. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. It's going to catch the world completely off guard. It'll be like the days of Noah. They'll be eating and drinking and giving in marriage and celebrating and doing these things. And all of a sudden, just as the rain came and they were not prepared, they will not be prepared. Amen. But we have the blood applied to our lives. Amen. And His Spirit, we are sealed with the Holy Ghost. We are ready to go. Praise God. You see... We are the children of light. And then if the children of light of the day, we are not of the night nor of darkness. We're the children of light. It's not going to catch us off guard. We are ready. Amen. We understand where we are. We have understanding and we're applying that understanding. Amen. Preparing ourselves for that great day of the Lord. Amen. Wherever you are on that first slide, whether you're at the beginning or whether you're at the end, wherever you are in your life, today is the day of salvation. Woo! Every day is new. Every day is fresh. Yeah, but I just got a terrible diagnosis from the doctor. That's all right. That's just this mortal body. That mortal body was, is, is going to go. <clears throat> but eventually, it will be raised up in immortality. Praise God. So today is the day of salvation. You can rejoice in that, that your name is in the book. Praise God. Today is the day of salvation. When you see things unfold on God's timeline, then look up and lift up your heads. Don't look down and be afraid, but look up. Lift up your head and your, for your redemption draweth nigh. Woo! Amen. You know...
You find in Genesis, at the beginning of Genesis, God having a conversation with Adam. Where art you? Where art thou, Adam? And he was hiding. He was afraid. Fear. Because he was naked. And then we go all the way to the end of the book. So we got the very beginning of the book and the end of the book. And then we find at the end of the book, he which testify of these things saith, surely I come quickly. And the writer there, John, says, amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Woo! Man is hiding from the presence of God at the beginning of the Bible. And by the end of the Bible... Man is standing there saying, oh, Lord, come quickly. We are ready to meet you. Amen. Because something happens in the middle. Calvary. Amen. You and I are redeemed. And we are ready to meet the Lord. Hallelujah. Here's my last slide. So rejoice. Jesus is coming. There's where we are on the timeline. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you are in life. Amen. We are ready to meet the Lord. Wow. It's exciting times. Don't be fearful. Amen. Be excited. The world is afraid. But you and I, we are on solid ground. When they see, Holly, how come you haven't uh, done this or done that or done that? Hey, my hope is in the Lord. My hope, my hope is in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We'll pray and be dismissed. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing here with our congregation, Lord God. I ask that you would just pour out a special blessing upon our church this Saturday, Lord God, as, as we come together and, and have a great time of fellowship at this fun fair, Lord God. Pray, Lord, that you would bless it with your presence, Lord Jesus, and that we would be your people reflected unto this world. God, keep us in a place of safety, amen, and bring us all back together again. We give you all the glory and honor.